Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and this is Eva, and I am Charlie. Hope everyone is doing well. Are you? I'm well, thanks, yes. That's good. Yeah. A um, couple of things, right? Opening day today, baseball. <laughs> I know, this We're is like a big day for you. broadcasting live from a secure bunker in Cincinnati, and yes. opening day is big in Cincinnati. It's really big. Um, you know, Cincinnati is one of the first teams, or the first team, so opening day they always play at home it's sort of like a baseball tradition mm. and they have a parade and nobody goes to work and it costs thousands and thousands of dollars wow <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but um, you know this for a fact well i'm just saying yes so but it's a good day everybody's happy everybody acts young that's right um and i guess well it feels like spring when it's opening day it does, you know, it's being spring. Uh, there were times in New York opening day where it was snowing. I remember a game David Cohn was pitching. I, I don't remember, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It was a blizzard during the game. I don't know why I remember that. I remember being in Wrigley Field and having snow falling when I was there. I don't it, it wasn't opening day, but it was right around that time. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yes, um, the mission here at Corporate Talk is to leave no stone unturned to help make a difference in your life, career, anywhere, even as one person. That's absolutely true, because we need help. We need help. And, you know, we kind of take a different approach here. We don't talk about spreadsheets or budgets or estimating. Mm -hmm. We can Right. Well, everybody's good at that. Well, I was going to say, that's, I mean, that's too not easy. The, yeah, that's not the help they need. <laughs> you know what? I never needed help with a spreadsheet, really. I mean, that help I could always get. It would always be with, you know, contentious relationships or, you know, somebody's being abusive or right. I'm feeling abusive today. <laughs> so if we, if I didn't sleep the night before, I was going to leave something on the table the next day. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, and then so on and so on and so on. So we kind of take that approach of, you know, maybe let's get to some root causes of some issues and not just, you know, bully our way through our careers, which seems to be um, creating more toxicity in our lives. Mm, I agree. Right. Yeah. And more often than not, it's not the actual workplace. Right. It could be. It could be our lives. It could be maybe some health issues. It could be stress. Yeah, it's a number of different things. Right. I mean, like, for example, if you hit lotto, mm. you would have an easier time at work, probably. If I hit lotto, yeah. I wouldn't be at work. Mm. Right. You wouldn't? Probably not. No. I mean, maybe for a while to wrap things up. So what would we do? Corporate talk with Charlie? With Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be gone. Excuse I'd me. be on the road. Yeah. So, um, but... You know, I don't want you guys to think we're going off topic um, because we're proud of the content we bring. 
Well, and I, you know what, before you go into that, I agree with that, but I wanted to say something before we introduce our guest. Okay. Right. So, and this is a little bit off topic, but something that I wanted to bring up to kind of segue into is, remember we were talking about stage fright? Yes. And I heard a great quote over the weekend. Well, actually, I don't have the actual quote. But Charlie and I have started taking improv classes, which Charlie is new to improv. Um, so it was a little bit of a struggle. But um, I have had some improv training in the past, and it was really fun to go back there. But one of the things I heard was when I was talking about my stage fright classes, someone said that Malcolm Gladwell had brought up that public speaking is the number one fear over death. Right. So people are more afraid to speak in public than they are to actually die. And his quote, which I absolutely love and I'm going to steal and I'm going to use, is that if you can get over that fear just a little bit, it will open up your worlds in ways you never imagined. And I have to absolutely agree with that. Yeah, that's good. And maybe we should we should reinforce that every week. Right. Because Mm -hmm. we're not going to boil the ocean. Mm -hmm. We're going to. Help fix something. Right. 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 And it's not off topic because, you know, even today, we're going to learn a lot today and I'll get to it in a second. Um, even if we could take away one or two things that can help us tomorrow, it's phenomenal. Well, and if we think about it, right, Wanda wrote this amazing book and she put her heart and soul into it. And if she was afraid to come on air to speak with us, it would be tragic. It would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it absolutely would be. Now, I just want to also say, once again, we're proud of the content we deliver. Mm-hmm. We're also proud that we meet 99% of our guests, and this one is no exception. Um, and, um, well, why don't we just introduce and go from there? So um, we'd like to introduce our very special guest today, um, former tech, high-tech person, and I say that because that's very close to our hearts, exactly. right? And author, speaker, um, health advocate, um, coach, everything you could imagine health-related. Um, I'd like to introduce our very special guest, Wanda Cooper. Wanda. Hello, Charlie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie Neva. And Hi, thanks, Wanda. Yeah, thanks for waiting. Hi, Neva. Um, you know... I said former high tech because I remember when we met, you had mentioned your career, which is the same as ours, which really was uh, common ground. So we really remember. Yeah, that, that was great. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. I remember the light bulb went on. We we had a moment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So why don't you first maybe share your contact information and then we'll go from there. My contact information is the title of my book, which is BrokenVesselRestored.com. And you can reach me at Facebook at Author Wanda J. Cooper and on Twitter at Author Wanda J. Coop. Wow. Okay. So um, this book is very interesting. And I want to say, first, great work, right? Um, and I'm sure it's something you're very proud of. Um Broken Vessel Restored. Mm -hmm. Can you just maybe, before you go into your story, tell us about the title. Where does that come from? 
the title actually, if you ever have an epiphany and have something come to you, that's how the title came to me. I actually had researched different ways to say what I was trying to say, but I wanted a very succinct and short title. And this particular one, it just, I almost want to say it was given to me because I can't take credit for it. It just came into my head and it wasn't, I really didn't feel like it was my own, uh, my own thought. It was, I really felt like it was given. Interesting. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, broken vessel restored means say, um, I'm a broken vessel or I might be broken. I might be having some issues. Um, but there's a way out. Is that true? Right. Right. If you think of a vessel, it's, it's meant in the term of an ancient vessel, such as one that would hold oil or one that would hold wine back in, you know, the turn of our back, you know, around 20 BC or AD. But, um, when a vessel is broken, it can't hold what it was meant to hold. It can't do what it was meant to do, what it was created for. And so the name of the book really means how to restore your broken body, mind, and spirit so that you can do what you are made to do. Wow. So, That's great. Okay. But before we go any further, I just, you know, if anybody doesn't think this will help, call me right now. <laughs> it's just not possible, right? I mean, this is just a phenomenal breakthrough, if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it charges me up, Wanda, because, you know, we talked earlier. So if I'm up all night because I'm angsting over something, I'm not going to perform the next day. And then maybe I'm going to blame my company or I'm going to blame something else when all the while, not only it's self-inflicted, but there's no need for it because maybe there's help. Maybe it's not hopeless. Maybe it's hopeful. Well, there's so many of us that I know don't feel well. And I know Wanda addresses women in particular because of her own struggles that we'll ask her to go into in a minute. But when you don't feel well, it's really hard to be on your game. You know, if you're not thinking straight, you're working and you're doing great and you're making it, but yet it's a struggle. And every day you come home and every day you're wiped out and every day you start the day wiped out. It's it's a real struggle. And I'm so glad that she wrote this book to help other people, because what makes it such a good book is that it's so personal. Yeah, no, I agree. So So what made you um, transition from health uh, from high tech? professional to author, speaker, and health advocate? Well, I actually went through almost exactly what Eva is talking about, where you're going to work every day and you don't feel that great and you start the day tired and you end the day more tired Mm -hmm. and you really just live for the weekend so you can recover and then you have to start over again on Mondays. And I don't know about you two, but I was definitely among the club of I dread Monday mornings. Like Sunday Mm -hmm. nights were, were just really tough because I really didn't want to start the next week. And so I began to blame my lack of energy and my basically just not feeling well on my job. I said, it's mm. just, it's, it's this corporate job. It's all the things that I have to do for work. It's just really distressing. And, and while there was a lot of stress involved in my work, what I realize now, you know, with perfect hindsight is that I wasn't well, physically was unwell. And I needed a lot of, um, I'll say, support and buoying up my body so I could get it to the place where I could actually perform at work at a level where, that I could be proud of. Yeah. So one of the yeah. first things I would like to tell your listeners is that you may not hate your job. You may just not be well, very well right now. You may need to focus on your body. Well, and I think that's just so true. 
I think that's so true for a lot of people. And I don't think that they really realize that a lot of the stress and anxiety that they feel is because their health isn't up to, up to par, right? I know myself that in my twenties, I was diagnosed with a thyroid issue, but it wasn't until I had actually gone to the doctor and had read a book and had told the doctor to check my thyroid and he didn't want to. I made him check it that mm-hmm. I was able to get some relief. But he, he originally started to ask me questions about whether or not I got along with my parents. I said, whether or not I get along with my parents doesn't really matter. I know how I feel and I need you to check my thyroid. And then he finally did and came back with the test results and said, you know, when people tell me they have anxiety, I always check their thyroid to kind of cover himself. But it's so frustrating. So familiar, so familiar. And you were fortunate that your numbers fell out of range on your thyroid. I took the test several times. My numbers were never out of range, but I had every symptom of thyroid imbalance. I was hypothyroid, which means my thyroid wasn't working properly. Mm -hmm. Um, I had um, insomnia. I had bags under my eyes. My eyes wouldn't dilate. My hair stopped growing. Um, And there were many more symptoms just you could tick off down the line, but I was never out of range on a scientific test. And um, it took a very forward-thinking doctor to finally say, you know what, we're going to treat you anyway because all your symptoms are classic for someone dealing with thyroid issues. Well, that's ex- actually, that's exactly what I went through because when I was first diagnosed, I had thyroiditis. So I went off the charts on my thyroid. It was hyper, hyperthyroid, then went to hypo, but they didn't treat it. Then later, I had exactly the same thing. I went to University of Chicago. The doctor there told me, oh, yes, um, you look like I can look at your face and see that you have hypothyroidism, but yet your numbers are fine, so I'm not going to treat you. And I had the same thing. I finally went to a progressive doctor in Chicago. And he finally put me on thyroid medication. But you know, when, when you guys say this, mm-hmm. right, um, it almost, you almost describe a very common look that you see in the workplace. In a lot of people. I right? agree. Yeah. And it almost mm-hmm. seems like, you know, Wanda's book and message should be in the corporations as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Um, interesting. So, um, there's so much that I want to ask, but, we're going to take our first break in about 30 seconds, so we'll okay. just save it for when we come back. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Okay, so everybody stay with us. we got a lot to talk about. We're um, talking with our special guest, Wanda J. Cooper, and her website is brokenvesselrestored.com, and there's a lot more to come. We'll be right back. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Neva. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. 
And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is author, speaker, and health advocate Wanda Cooper, and she's the author of Broken Vessel Restored. And you can also find out more about Wanda at her website at brokenvesselrestored.com. So, Wanda, we were talking a little bit before the break about um, our various thyroid issues, but what what made you go on this journey to the point where you actually have written a book about it? Because the book is really amazing. It's really, really detailed and and re- well-researched. But I was just wondering how you go from someone that is not feeling well to someone that has become really a speaker and in health, a health advocate. Well, um, it's funny because what you and I were talking about before about mm-hmm. maybe you don't have Maybe you don't hate your job. Maybe you're dealing with depression or you have a thyroid issue or you're, you're really having a health struggle and you don't realize it. But what happened for, to me was over a 10-year period, I got to the point where I was finally unable to work. And I also uh, was raising two small children. And it was a very difficult health time for me um, personally. And then I got back into the game and I actually transferred from the high-tech world into the financial services world because what I really love to do is to help people. And I, and where technology is wonderful, there's not always that one-on-one interaction. A lot of times it's you and your computer. And I just, I truly love people. And so I got into the financial realm because I have an economics background and I love the markets and I, I understand how they work and it just makes perfect sense to me and um, did a lot of work in that area only to, only to find myself unable to function. I literally felt like I had been taken out, like I was running a marathon and someone had taken a bat to my knees and just face down could not wow. function, could not think straight, could not handle the stress of work. Um, and so it got to the point where I just really had to dig down deep and just started researching everything I could get my hands on. And I'd been doing this over the 10-year period, but finally it got to the point where I had so many things in my head that I knew would help other people that I no longer felt comfortable not sharing them. Meaning if you're sitting on a you know, a large amount of helpful information and you're not sharing it with anyone, then I don't think you're doing your job as a human being. Right. And uh, and I really knew that a lot of the stuff that I had learned from these thousands of hours of research and study and pain and suffering that the, the average person had no no access to. They didn't have time to find it. They didn't know where to find it. And if they could find it, it would take them a long time to maybe decipher through it to write right. Otherwise, it you would have you would have had it, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. You would have I had mean, it too. It right? was it, there was a lot of medical research that I did, a lot of um, health based, you know, spiritually based, um, emotionally based research that I did because I mean I I tried everything. You know, I'd run the run the gamut of the westernly trained western medically trained doctors and then I even went to the more eastern and holistically trained and they were helpful in their own right as well but the problem was I needed someone to connect all the dots and no one did that for me and so I finally had to do it for myself and it was not easy so how I went from corporate road warrior to health advocate and um and speaker is truly through a labor of love and hoping that I could help other men and women get there more quickly than I did because 
being miserable and being sick affects your family. It affects your income. It affects your your hopes, your dreams. I mean, it's it's just the worst. And so, how did it start, Wanda? So, was it was it first with your thyroid that you started researching it, or did you start researching foods, or where where did you start? Where how did you know even where to start? So for me, this all really came to a head probably in 2004, where I, every time I ate, I felt like I was getting the flu. Mm. And then I, um, I actually had a close family member who experienced who was experiencing some similar health issues, but she did not have the financial resources to to really go to a doctor or or any or any kind of experimental clinic or anything like that. And so I kind of took the bull by the horns and said, I'm going to. I'm go- I'll be the guinea pig. I'm experiencing something similar. I'm not as bad as she is yet, but I- let me go check this out to see if this would help her. And if so, then I will send her there myself. So I went to a hormone clinic. Mm. It's called the Hotsey Clinic, and it's in Katy, Texas. And they were actually incredibly helpful. They were the first people that ever noticed the thyroid symptoms, even though that I- all my numbers were within range on any kind of blood test. So um, they were the first people that actually helped me Oh, and they were the first ones to diagnose me with what is known as Hashimoto's disease, which is a an autoimmune disease where your body attacks its own thyroid. So learning that, it was step one. And then connecting the dots later on when I felt ill, every time I would eat, I realized I finally went to several doctors who... Um, one was a chiropractor, one was a kinesiologist. They weren't, they weren't your traditional doctors because every time I went to a traditional doctor... I got the same prognosis, which is there is nothing wrong with you. Right, because you were in between the lines. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so finally, I sorry, Charlie, go ahead. No, I was just saying um, uh, this is a common problem that nobody's even aware Mm -hmm. of, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what I finally realized is that the reason that I was becoming allergic to everything I ate was because my intestines were compromised and I have what is called leaky gut syndrome. So this being 11, 11 plus years ago, it was not well known. The syndrome was not understood and it was not popular. I, I specifically researched and found a local doctor who is a, a GI doctor. She was female. I wanted someone who was female. I was hoping she would have some compassion for me because I was a wreck. And she had been trained at one of the, or actually two of the top universities in this country, and I will not mention them, but they are um, well-known. And I picked her for this purpose. I thought that she would be on the cusp of all things and that I could go to her and that I would find the answers I needed. And when I went to her and she went through the um, the complete, you know, head-to-toe inspection of um, trying to decipher what's going on, I explained to her, I really think I have leaky gut syndrome. I have been doing some research, and it just seems like I'm becoming allergic to everything that I eat. And she looked at me, and she said, I don't know how to explain this or how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. I don't believe in leaky gut syndrome. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I realized I'm once again on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, to, now today, if you were to watch the Dr. Oz show, he had an entire show about leaky gut syndrome right. that was aired in the last nine months. But 10 years ago, you were out of luck if you mm-hmm. went to a regular doctor and, and spoke about this at all. 
so that was that was the beginnings. And were you then able to find a doctor that worked with leaky gut, or was it through the other alternatives like kinesiology and maybe even naturopathic? I actually stumbled upon a a doctor who had actually had his license revoked by the medical association, um, the AMA, and it was because he was treating people with natural supplements in mm. his um, in. The, it was a, like post-cancer patients that he would treat. And I found him through word of mouth, but really what he is was an amazing nutritionist. And he knew how all of the different, not just nutrients, but substances such as glutamine and um, tryptophan and other things affected your your hormones and the precursors to your brain chemicals. And he was absolutely brilliant. And it, And again, 10 years ago, this man had been, barred, banned from the medical community because what he did was so far, you know, left field, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Nowadays, it's quite, it's growing more and more common, thank goodness, but it was just luck and chance that I happened to find this particular person, and he helped, he helped decipher the, um, the food sensitivities, and he was the first person that ever told me that I was sensitive to gluten. Mm. Yeah, and that's huge too because that was me. Wow, I don't know. It was it was probably more than fifteen years. I would say close to twenty years when I went to an alternative doctor, and he he is an MD, and he's still he's actually in a lot of he's written up in a lot of different books. They're always quoting him in different books, but um, he was the first that said I had gluten sensitivity in eggs and bananas, and. I never would have thought. I thought it was dairy. And he said, no, dairy is fine. It's all the rest that you're having issues with. And what a difference it makes. But back then, it was really hard to go gluten-free. Now it's easy. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, nowadays, it's so much easier. But back then, I literally felt like a deer in headlights when he told me this because I was like, "Um, I eat gluten like five times a day. Right. How can you take out the main staple of my life? Like, I can't do that. And so even though, and I, w- and I wasn't technically celiac, I had been tested, but it didn't show up as positive. Um, so because I didn't have a hard and fast diagnosis, I mm-hmm. kind of just cheated and I just ate less gluten, but I didn't get off of it all the way like I probably should have. But I really just didn't have the courage and I didn't have the strength and discipline to do it at that time because I was so ill. It's kind of a catch-22 that... You know, you try to change your diet, but you don't have the mental clarity or the discipline or that drive to say, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to make this work. Um, so it was it was five years until I was able to eliminate it completely. And we've Charlie and I have eliminated it finally, but now it's so much easier. Back then I would go for maybe, you know, a couple weeks or a month and and fall back because, like you said, it was really hard back then. I mean, you could have salad and fruits and vegetables and all of that and but that was about it you couldn't really eat anything else and it was really hard to know what gluten was in mm-hmm. I mean, yeah so it was really tricky it's really frustrating it's really frustrating and so did you find that when you finally because even if you have a little bit of gluten it kind of messes it up because that's just the one thing that i have a lot of friends i'll say well i'm kind of gluten-free and i'm like well it doesn't really work if you're kind of gluten-free um, yeah. 
I mean, cutting back helps a little bit, but really in order to heal yourself at all, you have to eliminate it completely, which isn't that easy. True. Very true. And so, um, and not only that, but I write about this in the book, but I was completely addicted to wheat. Mm. I mean, it, for me, it creates a, um, a euphoric response that is very similar to the, like taking opium. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I forgot about that, and it's so true. It it mm-hmm. It's a double-edged sword, right? So you know you have to let go of it, but you want it so bad, and you crave it, and your body just, mm-hmm. your body craves it. It doesn't let Absolutely. you let go of it. And in fact, when you try to get off of it, it's very similar to being an alcoholic and, you know, going dry uh, mm-hmm. or any other kind of addiction because the first three to five days or more, you're miserable. I mean, mm-hmm. I was personally because I was so addicted to it that I knew, I just knew in my heart, I was like, there is no way that I have a problem with gluten. Obviously, if I did, I would feel amazing right now because I'm not eating it, but it doesn't right. work that way. There is actually a a weaning off period of getting getting gluten out of your system where you may not feel that great, but I would say stick if you're having health issues or health problems, first of all, get diagnosed properly because you don't want to put yourself through through unnecessary pain and suffering, but do know that if you try to get off gluten, it could be a, that separation period is, is not always fun, but that doesn't mean that you're not sensitive to gluten. It just means you need a detox. Right, and I think that's a great point. So we're about to take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back with our guest, Wanda Cooper. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our special guest, Wanda Cooper, um, author, speaker, and health advocate. And her book, Broken Vessel Restored, is available on her website, brokenvesselrestored.com. Um, I almost feel like I'm, I'm in a waiting room and I'm taking <laughs> notes, right? Because, um, you know, what you guys are talking about is really, it really is interesting because it's a very common situation. I think it is really what common. What the heck is wrong? Why, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. so, um, but I want to say, right, Wanda, your corporate warrior training was clearly evident in your journey, right? Because mm-hmm. you you left no stone unturned. You helped others in your family by taking the lead. Um, you kept going and going and going until, I guess, two things happened. And we started to talk about one of them, which was um, you started to find various health issues that you really had no idea you had but then I'm sure somewhere along the way you start to see the results. 
slowly I, but surely. It, it was a really long journey for me because there are 23 chapters in the book, and I would say that I dealt with um, everything in every single one of those chapters. I mean, we. Cut, I mean, I talk about everything from food sensitivities to thyroid issues to depression to toxicity to um, infertility and uh, stress and all of these things, adrenal fatigue. I mean, I had so many things wrong with me that it, it's, it's a wonder I ever figured out any of it, let alone that uh, I was able to finally feel a little bit better because there were a lot of dots that had to be connected in my case personally, which is why I felt like the depth and breadth of the research and the experience that I had to go through is worth sharing because I know it will help other people get to a better place faster than I did. Well, you know, the, this was probably the high point in your tech career because the business analysis that you did for this book was just unbelievable, right? The requirements were, you know, you didn't stop when you had one issue. You kept going to see if there was others and you just, and think about that for a second, right? Somebody determines they have a thyroid problem, but they don't go into any of the other issues and they never really oh, yeah. feel a hundred percent better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what makes your research unbelievable, right? You just kept going and kept going. Um, so, you know, once again, I just want to say, um, well, and think about it when you're doing all that, job. when you're doing all that research, when you're not feeling well, right. And no one's really helping you and you know that there must be some kind of a cause. No one's finding any major diseases um, at first. Yeah. Um, but yet, you know, you don't feel well. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask, right? Because. Uh, we always have this, right? When we get when we go, we get. So pumped, right? We can go on for hours. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned that you felt when you ate, you had flu-like symptoms. And yes. um, I could relate to that myself. And it seems more often than not, I hear, well, it's probably allergies. Um, is there a connection there? Is that really what it is? Or is that a misleading diagnosis? Um, allergies, allergies is a correct diagnosis, but it's not the cause. It's not the final diagnosis. The, the source of the problem is the fact that your intestines are most likely compromised and that they, you probably have leaky gut syndrome, which means that your intestinal lining is allowing large particles of food through that normally a healthy intestine would not. So when these large particles get into your bloodstream, they cause an immune system response that makes you feel like you have the flu. Um, or it can make you feel like you're down, depressed, overwhelmed, just fatigued, not, you know, not at the top of your game. And that can, you know, obviously range from, you know, if you, if you did a scale of one to 10, it could range anywhere from a one to a two to a nine to a 10. So it really just depends on how, how leaky your intestines actually are. Wow. And, and is the problem more common now because of some of the way we treat the foods? I mean, it seems like these conditions are on the rise. Yes, they are on the rise. And that's one of the things that I, I tried to go through in detail in the book because I want people to understand why it's happening. Because you can talk about leaky gut syndrome, you can say it's on the rise, but the question that I would always come to me is, well, why? Why is mm -hmm. it happening? And what I discovered is that 
our foods have been genetically modified, but specifically our wheat has been hybridized to the fact to the point that today it has over five times as much gluten as it had 50 years ago. So the human body can handle some gluten, and most of us um, will be just fine. But when you multiply it times five, yeah. if you have someone who's from, for example, uh, North, Northern European descent, Scandinavian mm-hmm. descent, they seem to have more problems than most when it comes to the high gluten glutenized wheat. So what? What uh, there's a particular effect that happens in your intestine when you eat wheat, especially the high gluten version. It's uh, your intestines have been shown to release a substance called zonulin, and zonulin actually weakens the fibers or the fabric of your intestines to the point where it can become leaky. And so, when we say it's on the rise, these these allergies and issues are on the rise. There, there could be several reasons, and I'll talk about a couple more in a minute, but the first and foremost reason that I found, or the most obvious and apparent reason I found, is that the and the much higher gluten content that we have in our food is causing our intestines to release this substance called zonulin, and it's, it is literally causing our intestinal fabric to weaken and to, to perhaps rip, tear, or just have holes or gaps in it. Um, let me just stop for a second mm-hmm. because, I mean, uh, I, I agree, right? And it sounds to me like medical common sense, right? So, you know, when when the doctors would say, I, you know, I'm not sure what this leaky gut syndrome is, but if you were to present it like, well, think about it, right? Think about what we're eating and think about the linings of our intestines. You know, how are we handling it over time? It almost seems like common sense that this is happening. I mean, I don't want to make light of it. Well, I, you know, I actually I have a qu- question about that, Wanda. Is there a test now for leaky gut? Or is it still just the symptoms? You know, that's a good question. And to be honest, I don't have the answer to that. I, do, I just know how to discover what you're allergic to and how to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really like to know the answer to that myself. But in addition to leaky gut syndrome, as we're talking about why some of these, so many of these health issues are on the rise, like, you know, we can also talk about genetically modified foods, which are basically a... Um, a, a grab bag of who knows what kind of DNA has been changed within the food, and we don't know how it's affecting the human body individually, such as, you know, if I'm allergic to wheat and it's going to affect me a certain way, but my, you know, my friend sitting next to me may not have the same effects. Well, the same thing could easily be said for genetically modified food. The problem with genetically modified food is that it is also heavily inundated with pesticides. That's the purpose of it. It's, it's, been right. bio, bio-genet- it's been bioengineered by chemical companies so that they can sell both the seed and the um, pesticide with the seed, and they make you know double profits, win-win. The people who lose are us as the end consumer because these genetically modified foods have not been tested. They have not had you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years of trusted... Um, you know, yeah, it's no record. longer that food. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we don't know if it's safe. They're, they're just kind of firing into the dark and saying, hey, this looks good. This does what, it, what we want it to. Let's uh, get this on the market. And it, it's not okay. I mean, there are mothers everywhere who are screaming, who are crying, who are pleading to please take these things off the market because our children are suffering 
They have ADD, ADHD, food to- food intolerances, you know, insensitivities. They, they're not able to focus at school. They have eczema, psoriasis. They are lethargic. They are unable to focus in sports. There are so many problems today that you cannot, you cannot say were the same as in the 1950s. There are just too many apparent issues that our children have. And teachers, if you interview a teacher today in a regular public school and ask them, how are your students as far as their attention? How are they paying attention to you? I can guarantee you that you will have someone shaking their head going, you know what, it's really hard because Mm -hmm. there's at least a handful of kids who make it impossible for me to teach the other kids because they can't focus. Well, you know, there you go, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about the the byproduct of these symptoms in the workplace. The same thing is in the schools and the, you know, childhood growing up. Well, yeah, and if you think about it, right, I mean, wheat is in everything. Like every breakfast has bagels, toast, cereal, Wheat is everywhere. It's all over lunch. It's all over dinner. And you're just consuming it like crazy. Then throw sugar on top of that and then throw artificial colors and artificial sweeteners on top of it. Yeah. It's just a chemical yeah. mix. It's a soup. Um, you know, it it's funny. And, uh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, one of the, the other things that I talk about in the book is the fact that we are not protected from all these toxins that we're getting, you know, from pesticides and the artificial colorings, et cetera, um, because they've increased exponentially in our diets today. But we're also getting less of the right kinds of fats that we need in order to protect our bodies from these toxins. So it's a double ah. situation. Mm. Because what I learned was that the way your body protects itself and breaks down toxins is with vitamin A in the liver and with the, the correct kinds of fats. And so what we're currently living on is a bunch of canola oil and soybean oil. Because if you think about it, you're eating a fake spread of, you know, mm-hmm. it's a fake butter on your toast, which is usually made from canola oil. And then at lunch, if you even eat a healthy salad, you're usually eating it with some kind of dressing that is made with canola or soy oil. Then um, if you eat any kind of packaged food, it has either partially hydrogenated oils or canola or soy oil. And our grandparents did not eat this amount of these kinds of fats. We, are, we Our bodies want butter. They want olive oil. They want avocados. They want cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. Our bodies, are, you know, coconut oil is great. Like our bodies want the traditional fats that our grandparents and great-grandparents ate. And we are not getting them in our diet at all. And it's really affecting our children. Jeez. It's so true. You know, my mom used to give me cod liver oil when I was When I used to watch um, the little rascals, <laughs> they used to have to take it and they used to... She knew it was nasty, but I'm telling you, it, it helped me. <laughs> you know, we're oh, grateful, um, Wanda, to have you. But I mean, I, we need to call Dr. Oz. You need to be, you need to be out there. I mean, the research, <laughs> this is, this is like a, an encyclopedia of medical analysis. Yeah, right? it's great. It's not just a book. Right. Um, right. so, uh, unbelievable. There's a couple of things still that I want to ask. Um, but we're going to take our break in a few seconds. But maybe when we come back, I, I noticed that um, you also blog, and I noticed on a recent blog you had some concerns about sea salt. So um, maybe table at – we're going to take our la- uh, last break. We still have a lot more to talk about. What we Maybe we could start with that when we come back. Okay. Okay. So please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Even, our very special guest, Wanda Cooper. We'll be right back. 
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Our guest today is Wanda Cooper, and she's a speaker and the author of Broken Vessel Restored. And you can learn more about Wanda at her website at BrokenVesselRestored.com. Wanda, I know before the break, Charlie had mentioned about a blog post around sea salt. And I know that you see sea salt everywhere now. And you have some concerns about that. Um, I, I personally love sea salt. There's just one problem with sea salt, and I want everyone to be aware of it, is that it is not fortified with iodine. Yes. And our diets today, even, uh, you know, 100 years ago, people, the, the medical community realized that there are certain soils that do not have as much iodine as others. And so people started to have goiters, which is a sign of iodine insufficiency. Um, and they realized that they needed to somehow subsidize people's diets with iodine to make sure that they got enough so that they could avoid these, this disease. Well, there's something about iodine that, the, that people need to understand, which is your, your thyroid needs iodine in order to create thyroid hormone. It is an absolute necessity. You cannot be happy, healthy, balanced, et cetera, if you are lacking in iodine. Mm-hmm. So while I love sea salt, it does not have enough, enough iodine in it to supplement the the standard American diet appropriately. And what that means is that sea salt sounds amazing. It's got a lot of trace minerals, and it's a good thing. Um, so my solution to that, to the, to the listener, would be find some iodized sea salt. I just found some the other day in the store. It's, brand, it's Morton's brand. They're, they're, that way you're getting the trace minerals that you are maybe interested in getting, which would be a good thing, but you also need the iodine because the reason that the scientists, our you know, government health experts, had it put into our salt supply is because everyone salted their food. So they just wanted to make sure uh, that everyone mm-hmm. got enough iodine to, to avoid the insufficiencies. So today with sea salt everywhere, I just want people to know you may not be getting enough iodine, which, which will affect your thyroid, which will affect your moods, your ability to, to function, think clearly, energy levels, weight, all of it. Jeez. See, that's good to know because <clears throat> we can still have it in the chocolate. Right. As long as we don't um, completely eliminate the iodized salt that we have. Right. And yeah, for a while, because I knew that the thyroid needed iodine, but um, but then for a while, I think they were saying like you could get too much iodine. So there's always that fine balance. So is there, can you get too much iodine? Do you know? Too much? It depends. I I would kind of lean towards not, not getting, you're, it's very unlikely for you to get too much these days. And here's why. Because if you eat out and if you are going to, um, if you are using sea salt at home, if you're not using iodized salt, um, 
not going to get enough, one. But if you're eating out in a lot of restaurants, I've noticed lately that they're not using iodized salt at all. They're just using white table salt. So you need to know and for your family and yourself to either purchase iodized salt or you need to take a good multivitamin that has the iodine available to you. So to answer your question, can you get too much? I'm sure if you tried really hard, you could, but I think iodine is becoming less and less prevalent in our diets today, even than it was, you know, 20, 25 years ago, because wow. more and more people are using the non-iodized salts. That's good to know. No, it's really good to know. Um, yeah. So we only have a few minutes left, but um, like I want to keep going. Minutes. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. So if I'm a customer, uh, Wanda, and I log onto your website, um, can I contact you directly? I'm assuming I can get your book, right? You can. There's a link to purchase the book. There's also a contact tab at the top right hand of my homepage on my website where you can click contact and you can send me a personal message if you'd like to get in touch with me. Um, I would love to hear from your listeners. I'd love to hear from anyone who's got any questions. I'm happy to answer them. And from all the topics that we've been talking about today, and I know your audience is corporate-based, I just want them to know, as much as I love our children and our, you know, I've talked about how it's a, the, these issues are affecting our children, they're also affecting the corporate world, and this is why. The reason is, is that you need a good client base in order to sell your goods, and you need good employees in order to succeed and excel in the workplace today and succeed against your competitors. And if you're workforce, the people that you've hired and you've put your trust in are having thyroid issues and don't understand it, or they're dealing with depression, or they are just trying to scrape by, you are going to lag behind your competitors. And so what I, what I want your listeners to understand is that, you know, whether they're um, a mother or employee uh, or the employer, that this information is so important for all of us to embrace and understand because in order to compete in this world, you have got to have a strong mind and a healthy body. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal advice. It is. It's great advice. Um, probably the best we've heard in a while. Yes. Right? And we've been hearing a lot of advice lately. Yes, we have. Um, no, excellent. Um, and I agree. But uh, I, I, I want to ask, okay, so I know you do a, a lot for women and, and you've, you know, Everything you do is phenomenal. What can I do to help the women in my life? What can I do? Um, what can I learn so that I can help create the proper balance? To help the women in your life, I would say it kind of boils down to this. I, through my journey, I discovered the four pillars of health that, to me, now that I look back on it, seem crystal clear and make perfect sense. If any of the women in your life are struggling, it is most likely because of four things. The first one is malnutrition. The second one is toxicity. The third is stress. And the fourth is isolation. So the best thing that that you as a man can do to help others out is point them and help them understand that what we eat matters, how we deal with the toxins that we are taking in matters, and there are very specific things I talk about in the book of easy ways to protect your body against these toxins. The third is that stress management is, it's not just a pipe dream, it is an absolute necessity mm-hmm. because we are under unrelenting stress today like never before and it will take you down from a health perspective. And the fourth thing I would say that a lot of people maybe don't consider 
is that we need each other. We need interaction with others. For the, all you people who are working from home, you have the loveliest commute in the planet. Make sure that you're not isolating yourself because whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, we need interaction in order to thrive and to survive. So that's one of the key components that I would have everyone know is that find something you love to do and get involved with the group that does it or make sure you're making new friends and getting out there because you will not, if you if you don't stay on top of your social interactions, you can easily become isolated in this world today, and it will take you down a sad road of poor, to poor health. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. And and since we've seen, I mean, we were around when there was no working from home, right? I mean, I hate to date us, but we were there before there were no you work laptops. Na- you work for national business machines. <laughs> <laughs> Not international. I got it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what happened is we start working from home. We're either on the road or we're working from home. And you're absolutely right, Wanda. Everyone is becoming so isolated. And especially for those of us that are extroverted in terms of we get our energy from other people. When we start working yeah. from home, you can get really weird really fast. <laughs> really <laughs> fast. So it's so true. <laughs> like if you don't get out there and, you know, Make some lunch appointments, and because sometimes it can be hard because you're overwhelmed with your work task. Right. But if you don't get out there, you will. It will affect your health. Is all I'm trying to point out. And people don't realize that they may not. That might not be on the top of their priorities. But you have to make time to connect with other people. Yeah. No, that's so true, and it's such a great point. And what I wanted to say is, is even though you know we were talking about it from a woman's perspective, it's so important for men to realize that. Food affects them as well. I mean, you guys always act like you're tough guys and you can eat anything. You know, let's have steaks and cigars and brandies. But, you know, the reality is, is you can't eat that either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have to watch what we eat. It affects all of us, not just women. Right. No, a lot of of what we we learned today was uh, specific to both. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, this was great. I feel like I have a secret weapon now. I know we really right. do. Yeah, this is really something. Uh, I don't know. We we're grateful. We get to cheat, right? Because um, we always cheat. Yeah, but uh, I'm telling <laughs> all of the listeners this is this is a phenomenal book, and it must be on everybody's lap. BrokenVesselRestored.com to get it. Right, and thank you so much, Wanda. This was a great show, and your information is so pertinent, and it's so helpful because people are struggling, and this will really help them. Yes. Well, thank you, Eva. I have so enjoyed speaking with you guys today. It's been it's been so fun. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, we'll hopefully be in touch again soon, and have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Wanda. Thank you. Um, once again, great guest. No, um, it's a great show. I mean, it's so true. The you, research you know, that went into this book is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Twenty three chapters. Yes. Every type of symptom you could imagine. Yes. Um, uh, it's a terrific, it's a terrific reference. This a is a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, well, no. <laughs> um, I mean, it's life changing. It is life changing. I absolutely agree. It is. Yeah. So, so, no, great it's job. A great, great job. Brokenvesselrestored.com. And Wanda Cooper. So, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Yep. Great and job. We'll see you next week. And special thanks to our producer, Dave Olson, and all the best. <laughs>